Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast. Today, we have the fabulous Liz Lee with us again to talk about the area of tips and traps for earnout arrangements. Hi, Liz. Thanks a lot for coming back again. Hi, Joe. Thank you for having me. Great. All right. So, look, I guess this area of earnout arrangements is really topical in the sales and acquisition space because lots of buyers like to purchase on the basis of using an earnout as a way to either have deferred payment or some sort of protection for them in relation to the amount that they're paying. And sellers, on the other hand, feel often quite anxious about earnouts as a whole. Yes. And, and often, I think, Purchasers will offer to per- buy a company or business using the earnout mechanism to offer more for, for yeah. business. Yeah. So it's an opportunity, isn't it? If sellers can get their head around it, then it can be an opportunity for them to potentially get a higher say of value and, and sometimes also open up the range of who might be sitting out there as a buyer that might be interested in their business. I guess that's yes. the, the positives. But whilst there's positives, I guess there's also risks. So what do you see as the real risks for, uh, I guess, sellers looking to adopt an earnout arrangement as part of the transaction fee? Yeah, so there's lots of elements that Good. Taken into consideration for earnout arrangements. From a vendor's perspective, the seller's perspective, they need to know that there's reasonable prospects to earn the earnout because once they've sold the business, they've, they've given control of the business to, to the purchaser, mm. essentially. There may be ways to try to limit that control, but at the end of the day, once the vendor has sold, it's a risk for, for the vendor. Yeah. So, you know, the, therefore, the vendor needs to be very clear uh, about the protection mechanisms that they want included in their sale and purchase agreement. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a really good point. Okay, so let's talk about some ways that we might protect sellers in this environment, in the documentation. I I guess it might be useful for people to understand some of the ways that you can limit the control that a buyer has. Yes, that's right. So, So there's operational controls. Who's going to be running the business? What parameters are they going to be running the business? Is there a business plan that they're going to go with? Can the purchaser sort of radically change the strategy of of the existing business? So you've got these sort of overarching structural type operational controls that the vendor might want to impose on the business going forward. There's also the issue of financial contribution. Will there be sufficient resources and uh, working capital provided by the purchaser for the business to realise its potential. So those two elements are really important. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. And also certainty as to staff who have stayed on, remained with the business. You want to have protection uh, about this ongoing uh, human resources that will be supporting the business too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing like the the key staff not getting the raise that they are expecting the next year and then racing off and then suddenly your whole prospect of getting your earn out diminishes with that staff member that runs off. So I guess also there's this whole concept of 
credit risk exposure can the new entity pay? And indeed, how is it that you force payment? So that's something that is always important to work through as well. Yes, absolutely. And there's ways that you can, bearing in mind that exposure, I guess, you also then need to think about how far you want to go in protecting your position because there's many potential protections that you can build in place, but you just sort of have to work out whether or not you want to register on the PPSR and how far you want to take this protection. Yes. Well, there's a fine balance too between protecting the vendor and compromising the or fettering the purchaser's right to to own the business and to operate it in the way that it wants to as well. It's actually a really fine balance there. Yeah, that's a good point because part of what we've been talking about has been from the seller's perspective, but from Mm. the buyer's perspective, they're walking into this earn-out arrangement as a way that they can perhaps protect a bit of their risk in the purchase in relation to how much they've paid for the business to make sure it is adequate in relation to how much the business is earning going forwards. But of course, they themselves don't want to be completely hamstrung by the earnout arrangements that are in place so that they yes. can't run the business the way they think it should be run. Yes, that's correct. Because whilst, you know, the purchaser might offer to purchase a business on that basis, at the same time, purchasers got to be careful as to these issues that the vendor or their solicitors might raise that hamstring them in relation to how they own the business. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And and I guess the last item here that um, should be considered is what about unexpected events? Because I guess this Mm. is something that has to be borne in mind by both parties, I guess like death or some sort of TPD event. So what's the suggestions I I guess we can give our listening audience about the sorts of things to think about that? Some of the mechanisms that uh, are often used are the concept of there being an accelerated payment if an unexpected event happens like this. So I mean, you know, this is something that occurs beyond the vendor's control. With, with death or TBD, and therefore, you know, should the vendor really be penalised for something like this that occurs that's beyond their control? So you could work in an, a, a regime of accelerated payment to the vendor's estate. It's unfortunate for the purchaser, and therefore, you know, there might be ways in which to to hedge that risk, such as insurance policies and so forth. So that's ways to to deal with this type of risk. Mm. Great. Okay. All right. Well, look, I, I think that's a good little, very quick snapshot. Maybe in the future, we'll we'll do another episode where we really drill into some of these areas in more detail. But today was really just about giving a quick snapshot or overview for organisations that are looking to buy or sell and considering whether or not earnout arrangements are something that they might want to consider as part of the structure of the sale price. So we just wanted to cast a bit of light so there was some fair understanding of the pros and cons of um, of incorporating earnout arrangements. So as a bit of a recap, we talked about earnout arrangements and some of the risks that can relate to earnout arrangements, but some of the ways that you can structure these earnout arrangement clauses to protect yourself whichever side of the fence you're sitting on. So if you would like more information about this topic, head over to our website at the deal room podcast where you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. 
there you'll be able to find details of how to contact Liz Lee if you'd like to discuss the potential sale or purchase of a business. And we also have a great number of services that help businesses both prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We also have a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. So don't hesitate to book an appointment if you want to find out more about how we might be able to assist you or your clients. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening in to The Deal Room Podcast. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Elizabeth Lee. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.